Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camry Widmer, and joining us today is Katie Steen from TheQueenConnection.net. This is an awesome podcast for the whole family to listen to because we dive into the history and the role of the rodeo queen and why they're important because they do so much for the industry. And so we just talk about that. And then Katie goes on to break down the different parts that the queens are judged on and why we judge them on those things. And last but not least, how being a queen can really help shape your future based on the lessons that you learn and the roles that you play as a queen. So it's really important for all of us to understand so that we can respect them and share that knowledge with the rest of the world because they play a really big part in this industry. So here we go with Katie Steen from thequeenconnection.net. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Okay, welcome to the Rodeo Kids podcast. I'm really excited that you called a couple of weeks ago because it sounds like you have some really cool stuff brewing. Um, and if you want to just start by introducing yourself and telling the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Sure. So do you want a queen answer? <laughs> I want whatever answer you uh, feel like okay. comes to mind. Okay, so I'm going to first give you a queen answer because we'll probably talk about some queen stuff, but my name is Katie Steen. I live in Watkins, Iowa with my husband and two little boys on a farm. I'm a pig show junkie, queen aficionado, and I'm obsessed with coffee. So that's a short answer. Okay, <laughs> That's like awesome. what I would coach girls to say, um, but real life. So yeah, um, kind of a full book. It depends on what direction we want to go, but Yes, my name is Katie Steen. Um, I grew up showing horses, quarter horses, um, and then kind of went up um, rodeoing through high school and a little bit beyond. Um, in my real life, I work for Catch Des Moines as a sales manager, been there for about 13 years. Um, I've been in radio, I've been in PR, and um, like I said, my life really revolves around my kids right now. But I've always had a passion for agriculture and helping youth. Um, so everything I do, I try to just always keep that in mind. And those are kind of really where my focuses are. It's very cool. So what brought you to the queen life, the pageant life? Oh, sure. Many moons ago, I, you know, growing up doing horse shows, um, I always kind of had an interest for did, did the saddle club queens and all that I thought was really fun. But obviously my main focus was in the arena. Um, and so I really didn't get into Queens much until a little bit later. Um, here in Iowa at our state fair, they got a cowgirl queen contest, which has kind of grown into a really big thing. And so I was kind of on the front end of that getting into it. Um, so kind of unique story. So I'm one of five kids. Um, my oldest sister is actually 20 years older than me. So we really kind of have two different families in some weird way. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Um, I can on all levels. I have two brothers and two sisters and my oldest sister is 18 years older than me. And then the next youngest sibling is 10 years older than me. So I'm just out here by myself. And I'm the only one that does anything with horses. 
Yeah. So I had, so there was three of us that had something to do with horses. Um, and well, actually four, anyway, we all kind of went different ways, I should say. So I had one sister, um, although at the time I was a baby, uh, she got into high school rodeo, um, when she was about sophomore, junior in high school. And I'm probably going to get this story a little bit wrong, but she wanted to get into rodeo. And my dad's like, um, yeah, I mean, we have a neighbor that's got this horse. And he said, it's, he said it runs barrels and poles, right? Again, this is like early eighties. Um, so they show up and they trade a couple calves for it. And they chase it around. This sounds really terrible, I know. Um, but they chase it around the pasture for a while, grab it, never even rode it. And long story short, it was probably the best horse we've ever owned as a family. His name is Marty. He was a half Arab, half quarter horse. And he really could run. He consistently ran 19 second pull patterns on a regular basis. So it was amazing. Wow. So, yeah, she was the one that really kind of piqued my interest. And then I had a brother, Joe, who was super active in rodeo in college and uh, rodeo professionally too. So um, I, as a little girl would travel to all these rodeos and sit in the stands in the rain and cold and sleet and all that fun stuff. And for some reason I fell in love. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, when I became about a sophomore in high school, I decided to, um, maybe try doing the queen contest. And, um, I kind of, again, had a unique family atmosphere in a way where, you know, my parents obviously took me everywhere, but in terms of being involved, I mean, it truly, everything was on my own. And um, maybe some kids out there could relate to that. Um, like I said, they would get me there. They would provide what I needed, but anything, I had to find a way, you know, if I wanted to do the queen thing, I had to somehow find a way. And there is that stereotype where you got to have a lot of money. Um, you got to have a lot of resources and both of those things I didn't really have. So I did my best and, um, yeah, I ended up, I ended up winning the state at that point in my life and made these connections that really have stayed with me as an adult. Um, so then from there, I, after I got into college, I just going and let me run for Miss Rodeo Iowa. Well, I ran for that, got first runner up, was pretty pissed off, decided, you know what, I'm gonna swallow my pride and try it again. Ran again the next year, got first runner up again. So I am on, you know, both ends where the highs and the lows and all the emotions in between. Um, but I knew, you know, what is that one saying about like those that can't do teach? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the ones who, the ones who can't win compete or who ones who can't win in competition become coaches or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I love it, but that is kind of my life a little bit. You know, I, like I said, I've, I've, I've been on both ends and, and no, like I said, all the emotions that go with that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then as my life progressed, you know, and, and looking back now, there was definitely, that was God's plan. 120%, you know, mm -hmm. at the time I, Oh, well, I could tell you stories, but, um, <laughs> It was where I was supposed to be. You know, I, wa I wasn't supposed to win that tile. I wasn't supposed to go down that road or that direction. And, and um, now I'm kind of seeing why. But um, about, well, I've always since then kind of coached girls, um, try to give them the tools that I did not have. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I told my husband, gosh, I wish I would have known then what I know now. It's like, of course, that's like everyone's life motto, right? Right. But, um, I try to do my best to help girls and, and boys alike um, with agriculture, however I can. So I'm super involved in a lot of different places, but um, 
decided to give back and be coordinator for the Iowa High School Rodeo Association. So I've been doing that for about 13 years and coach girls. And wow. um, so for many years, I have had on my phone, I probably honestly still have it if I dig into my notes section. And it kind of stemmed from um, a little bit the loss of my brother, um, Joe, who I mentioned before. Um, I just kind of always felt that I was supposed to do more. And I don't know if I'm quite there yet, but I feel like I'm checking a couple of boxes. So I wrote down, um, again, I probably have to find it, but I wrote down like my passions, um, what I love, what I love about myself and tried to see, you know, if there's any synergies there and agriculture kept coming up, kids, rodeo, Queens, like all those things that, um, that I grew up doing that I loved, hate, <laughs> kind yeah. of both of those things. They kept popping up on these lists I was making about myself. And um, that's how I started Queen Connection. Awesome. That's really cool. And I think like, so, yeah, it's a, it's a website in a nutshell. So I am excited about your queen connection thing. And I definitely want to talk more about that, but like, I want to go back to the beginning of your story and how you were talking about that. It doesn't take a lot of money or resources necessarily. I think that's something that's really important because, you know, just in everything we see entry fees are higher. Horses are higher. Trucks and trailers are higher. Like there's so, there's so much expense in so many ways, but I still firmly believe that if there's a will, there's a way in everything that we do. And if it's meant to be, and you're doing it for the right reasons that the good Lord will provide, if it's supposed to be part of your path. So apparently it was part of your path. So I want you to, I just want to learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. So you really kind of hit it right there on the head. I mean, it's truly about your connections, right? And so I think it's so important for kids as you're growing up to connect with as many people as you can. Uh, both professionally and personally, everyone's got something to give back and um, just don't forget it. Don't feel, don't feel like you're putting someone out. You know, Um, I think in general, people want to see you succeed no matter what it is. So to always kind of keep that in mind, but yeah, growing up, I kind of did the same thing. I mean, if I knew someone locally that did something, I mean, I remember um, breakaway rope in and God, I needed help. Like my first year in high school, I caught one time at the state finals. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, so I knew I wanted to get better, but you know, too, like, I mean, I was super involved. I went to a small school, so I was super involved with sports. I did it all. I mean, my graduating class voted me most involved with school activities. <laughs> and I love wow. that. And I think some of that too had to go back maybe to my home life a little bit. Like I've I wanted to be away from home some more and, and get more active. Um, but you can't be good at everything though, too. So I struggled with that. Um, so anyway, a really common struggle. Like I think yeah. there's a lot of kids and it is, it's kind of a battle because it's the time of your life to be involved in everything right. through school sports and stuff. But at the same yeah. time, like there's the competition and like, where do you, where do you pick and choose? And, and are you at an age that you should pick and choose or do you just do it all? Or like, how did you, what, how did that go for you? Yeah, I would say at the time, um, growing up, I don't know if I was super good at everything because I really spread myself so thin, but I, but that's what I wanted to do though. Like I didn't want to necessarily focus on one thing. I did want to do everything and that was okay too. Um, 
I did well enough and everything to get me where I needed to be, you know? So, I mean, I made it to Nashville my four years and um, I did enough where a couple of years ago, I was really proud to be inducted in the hall of fame for high school rodeo. So um, I think whatever your passion is or passions with an S on the end of it, do it. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, kind of going back to those connections and kind of why my, you know, kind of platform started is because I had to find those people to help. I had to find those clothes. I had to figure out how to write a speech. So, you know, it was, it was even tapping into those people who weren't involved with rodeo necessarily to make me a better person. Um, and I remember, you know, going to rodeos and that was before podcasts, but, you know, trying to find inspirational things and doing my best to get my head in a great space. Um, but now there's just so many resources for that. And thanks to the internet and thanks to people like you and rodeokids.com who are helping people make those connections, you know, and get you where you want to be, whatever that looks like, you know? And, and when I was younger, I was like, oh my gosh, it would be so sweet to go to the NFR. Right. And that's so many kids' dream. Yeah. But as you get older and get involved with other things, it's okay if you don't get there. And that's not, again, that's not your path. And that's, that's okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just something to always remember. Yeah. I think that's a, you know, that's a tough one, even for me, you know, that's obviously all of us who rodeo and like have a passion or, or a real love for it. We all want to do that. And, you know, maybe someday it's still part of my purpose, but I've let go of that being my main focus because there's definitely something bigger than that. And I go back often to the speech. Um, there's a, a video on YouTube. You've probably seen it before, but it's of a kid who was the valedictorian of his class in college. And he found out that he was in the running for it. And so he started studying and working hard and, and not necessarily living as he was living his life to become the valedictorian. And he got up on the podium and he said, you know what I realized? He said, I've spent the last year trying to be the valedictorian, preparing to be the valedictorian. And here I am. And what I realized when they announced my name at the award ceremony before this, that it was 15 seconds of fame. And in the 16th second, it was gone. Yeah. He said, and now I'm just another person who was once a valedictorian. Right. And he said, you know, the right. things that I missed out on along the way, he said, and I'm glad I'm the valedictorian. I'm glad I worked hard at it. I'm glad for all of those things, but I put so much focus on just that. Mm -hmm. And now it's gone. I've done it. I've accomplished it. And it's gone. He's like, I wish I would have made more friends along the way. Yeah. So I think it's really important. Like for the people who have those dreams, by all means, go for it. Just don't forget to enjoy the journey and those connections and the people along the way and don't just get so wrapped up in the end goal that we forget to live on our absolutely. way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like when I was running for Mr. Rodeo Iowa at that time, I mean, I put a ton into that and I, I thought for sure this, this is where I was supposed to go. And so when I felt so defeated, I had to keep, you know, putting my faith first and, um, and realizing that probably later than I should have, but, um, those skills that I learned then studying, the people that I, that I met during that time, they're actually helping me now, you know, 20 years later. Um, and again, so it's just when, when times get tough, when you get down, it sucks. Life can suck, but just remember, although it's hard at the time, there's a purpose. There's a reason why that happened. Everything happens for a reason. I tell my kids that all the time and they're probably yeah. like, yeah, mom, whatever, but, um, just got to believe in it. You really do. 
Yeah. I love the, the concept that the mountaintops are for the views and for seeing where you need to go next, but then you have to go back down in the valley where you get fertilized, where you get rained on, where it gets muddy, where your seeds have to have that in order for them to sprout and grow. You have to go through the storms. You have to go through the seasons. Like it takes all things to get wherever it is that you're going to go. And once you get to the top of the mountain, see what the next goal is, head right back down into that valley. Checking away. That's right. Yes. Yes. Very cool. So I was doing a little research earlier and I came across an article that was super cool, just about the history of rodeo Queens. Do you have a bunch of knowledge in that? Yeah. I mean, a little bit, every association is different, but really in a nutshell, you know, rodeo Queens are the face. They are the brand of that specific rodeo, um, the rodeo heritage, the Western way of life it's so important. And sometimes that, you know, gets misconstrued at times, but the reason why they are there is truly promotion. They were the marketing person before marketing was a word, you know? So, um, they are really a branding genius behind rodeo. And I think it's, it's super important. Yeah. What I was reading this morning, it was, I just kind of went into the history of rodeo Queens and it said that in 1910 Pendleton the Pendleton mm-hmm. Roundup in Oregon had the first yeah. queen and yeah. she didn't even go to the rodeo. She literally yeah. got put on a float and was just there to promote the rodeo in the parade. But then sure. like yeah. it wasn't until I wrote this all down to remember it wasn't until 1920 that they actually even had her show up at the rodeo. That's and then crazy. in 19, yeah. I think it was 1925 is when they started incorporating women who actually rode horses into yeah. the pageantry side of it and then it evolves from there but um one of the quotes the book have you read the book writing pretty um no I have not read that but I'm familiar yeah Yeah. I haven't either but I saw that that's a queen book so for those girls and and even the men who are interested in in the road like it's part of history and it's a huge part of our history um it's by Renee Legreed and I may have mispronounced that but Renee Legreed and in part of it it says that what she learned from pageantry is that it brought her to another plateau that she got to meet people it opened a lot of doors and it boosted her confidence and then it goes on to say that like the pageantry has gotten to where it's experienced horsewomen. They educate the, the rodeo educators, their talented public speakers, their role models, and you're the historians of mm-hmm. rodeo because you have to study rodeo to be able to answer the questions and to help people understand it better. Absolutely. And I could say from personal experience, I mean, I was not the person I am now. I was quiet. <laughs> um, I was shy. I would be embarrassed to be standing in a group of people that were talking, thinking, oh my gosh, are they going to say something to me? Or am I going to say something stupid? That was me. Um, and I think FFA helped that, 4-H helped that and doing different contests. Um, but it really wasn't until I pushed myself to start doing these pageants um, where uh, that's where I truly kind of blossomed and got out of my shell, of course. But the more times you interview, the more times you get in front of people and talk on a microphone, the more confident you are as a person, the better I stand, you know? Um, absolutely. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest things I take away. And that's one of the biggest things I tell girls too. And that's such a good reason for girls to be interested in running. And, and, and I should preface too, not just rodeo queens, but your county fair, um, your state fair, your, um, your cattle breed queen, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. Angus, Shorthorn, whatever it is. Um, 
There's a lot of different ag titles out there. The more times you do it, the better you're going to be as a person. And I can actually really truly say that I've had jobs because of not only my connections, but because of my rodeo queen experience and doing those pageants. Um, I know how to interview, you know, actually, I know how to put together a resume. I didn't know how to do all that before and I'm better for it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And it's, you know, doing those things. Like I just, we did our rodeo kids ambassador zoom last week. We did it on Sunday and it was awesome. I'm so excited for this year's team. And, you know, we're trying to provide some of those kinds of experiences as well, just in a different way. Um, but we were talking about being uncomfortable and how, like, even when I started these podcasts, I had like a sheet of questions and I read off the questions. And then like, I was so focused on reading the question and getting the answer to the question and then replying to the answer that I wasn't actually listening just to have a conversation and to ask questions. And so now like I just go in cold Turkey, like I do a little bit of research. I find out about the people and the conversation flows so much easier, but it used to take me like six hours to edit a podcast by time I did it. And then I listened to it. And then I took out all the ums, the ands, the buts, and I used to do this (laughs) clicking thing all the time. And so I go through and like a few of them's one thing, but a hundred of them's another. (laughs) So just going through all of that and the awkward pauses, but now I can get on a zoom with somebody I've never met and record a podcast, but it comes from experience and doing it again. And, and as you were saying, like the queen thing, doing the interviews, building the resumes, and you weren't comfortable with it, but the magic happens outside of our comfort zone. And the more situations that you find the courage to put yourself in that are uncomfortable, the faster you're going to overcome them. And the faster you're going to be able to overcome the, the opportunities and the obstacles in life, because they're going to come at you and you might as well get used to over like facing them head on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because of the experiences I've had and the people I've run into good, bad, ugly, I mean, I'm able to handle them better now as an adult you know, Mm -hmm. because life isn't rosy sometimes. And even in the, you know, in the workplace, as you get to be an adult, there's going to be people you don't like, (laughs) there's going to be people you don't get along with, but that's life. And the experiences you have prior prepare you for that. And they definitely have for me too. Yeah. Even if it's uncomfortable and you can hide from them in high school, like they're going to get you sometimes. So if you can face it while you're at home and you have a support system, even better. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about like the different pieces of a pageant or a rodeo queen contest and how to prepare for those or like little tidbits that you have. Sure. Well, every association runs their pageants differently. And even when I say pageants, I mean, I even talk about, again, county fair, state fair, um, what you normally see as your your scholarship beauty pageants, but there's so many similarities too. And that's kind of why I started that uh, queenconnection.net is because of the people, they, they just overlap. But in, I'd say overall, you always have an interview of some kind, at least one. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you've really got to learn on how to walk in. There's a certain way to walk in. There's a certain way to sit in your chair. There's a certain way that that movement as you sit down in the chair happens and where you put your legs. Um, what's interesting as I learned in the queen world, there's like all these hidden 
rules that you don't really, they're not wrote down and you don't get docked for not doing them, but you might. Yeah. <laughs> not not them, intentionally. It's not on the scoreboard, but it makes it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly to have your hands, right? There's like all these little things that you learn. Um, so yeah, interview is always one, whether it's in, you know, a group interview or personal interview, that's always going to be a part of it. There's always going to be some kind of onstage speech or, and question, um, impromptu. Um, you guys are always familiar with like the Miss America pageants and what that looks like and drawing from a hat. A lot of rodeo queen pageants are like that too. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you talked about how important it is that a rodeo queen knows her stuff. And the one thing that I always tell girls when I'm helping them, especially on the high school side, getting ready for nationals, is that is one thing nobody can take away from you is what you study and that education, um, specifically on the high school side. Well, and on other ones too, there's always a test. And I, sure, I hate tests. I don't know if there's a lot of people who say they love tests, but I see why they're there, right? And especially on the rodeo queen side, because when you're in the rodeo ring and there's a discrepancy, you know, you might get approached and ask what the rules are. I mean, when you're out and about talking to people, it is so important that you have your ducks in a row, especially since there are a lot of haters um, with rodeo and agriculture trying to tear us down. And truly, it's just education. So it's mm -hmm. so important that actually really anyone that's involved with rodeo is educated on if someone approaches you, how you talk to them or what steps you take next. And that's probably another one of my number one things I try to teach girls too, is to, um, you know, how to combat that or maybe how to interact with people who want to yeah. tear us down and take us down, right? You bet. We've had, I've been having conversations with different people on how we at Rodeo Kids can educate yeah educate our audience about that. Like, um, Hunter Reem and I have had different conversations about with calf roping, how yeah. if he comes in contact with somebody who's not familiar with it and they're like, well, doesn't that hurt the calf? And he says, no, right. it doesn't. And this is why we do it. But he said also like, when you're watching, look at the way that that, that my horse does this or that, and look at the athleticism yeah. that I have to have to do this and look at the delicacy of it and the consistency. And, yeah. you know, like he breaks it down in a way that people can understand it. And they sure. can focus on the different parts of it rather than just seeing this big picture that if you're uneducated does look a little traumatic. Like you can't yeah. blame people for saying like, oh my gosh, they're just jerking that calf down by the neck. Like, yeah, yeah. it looks bad if you don't understand don't the, the muscles and everything that's in there and that it doesn't hurt them and that it's a doctoring mechanism. And, you know, yeah. if, if you, like you said, the education is so important and oh. as a whole, we need to get better the personnel, the contestants, everybody, the announcers, uh, educating the spectators on what's happening in the arena and why it's happening. Right. Oh yeah. There's just so many people that don't know. And, and actually a good example, I love listening um, to the NFR, you know, and, and Joe mm -hmm. Beaver. He's, oh, he's like my idol. I love him, but he is so good too, about talking about how much money horses are you know, worth or, or how much people pay on that level for horses. And I think a lot of people who would be on educator, like, holy moly, you know, you put this much money into your animal. And it's obviously more than that. I mean, we take care of our animals better than we take care of ourselves a lot of the times. Right. And it's educating yeah. that piece. And I think if people would understand that they would really just be blown away. Um, and you know, how many times do like 
I, you know, I've said, oh, I, you know, I, I rodeo, I used to rodeo. Oh, you ride bulls. Cool. Yeah. No, I mean, that's awesome for girls that do. I am. I love that. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of goes to show like, um, and I know the PRC is, is trying to do that more and more, but that education piece, that awareness, that brand of rodeo and what that looks like, especially now it looks so different now, um, than it did 20 years ago. And, and how contestants get to rodeos and what their livestock looks like and how they take care of them. I mean, it is a science, right? Um, yeah. and the things that we do to keep our animals healthy and in tip top shape. And again, the money that gets put into them, it's so important. And that just goes back to the Queens. I mean, it's important for them to know all of that. It's important yeah. for them to know both sides of the arena, both, you know, on the rope end and the rough stock end. It's just as important. You know, um, when someone asks you about um, markout rolls, you better, you better roll that answer off your tongue as fast as anybody because mm -hmm. you're going to get asked. You're going to get asked and yeah. it's important for you to know. Yeah. Um, well, and you never know when you're going to get asked either. Like no. so many Queens are, you know, pushing calves back or standing yeah. by the fence on their horse. Like somebody can come and tap you on the chaps anytime. Be like, Hey, what, what's this? Why, what's that? Why Why'd that happen? This? Yeah, absolutely. So that's yeah. huge. Um, and then with rodeo Queens, obviously horsemanship is super important. Yeah. We got to have a girl that knows how to ride. Um, when you're in the arena and when you're talking about it, um, you, again, you are that brand, you are that face. You need to learn, you need to be one of the best riders. Um, mm -hmm. And then very lastly, another portion of it um, many times is that onstage presence again, whether it be, you know, that modeling. And, it, and the reason why you have that type of contest within a pageant is just your presence and your stature and your confidence. We want a girl that's confident. Um, we want a girl that's going to be the best representative in any situation. And so that's why they're judged on that. So those are some of the main pieces. That's a really good thing to know, because sometimes like, I kind of question like, what, what are we teaching when we teach the, yeah. the vision side of it and the modeling right. side of it? But when you put it in that light, that it's not, right. it is that you are going to get up, you're going to get dressed. You're going to look at like one of my biggest pet peeves is when you go to a rodeo at any level and People don't have enough respect for the outfits that we wear to tuck in their shirt. Like right. we are representing this industry. There are people watching us at all times. And if you can't tuck in your shirt, you look sloppy and you don't yeah. care enough right. to represent yourself and this life that we live and the event right. that you're doing and the people who paid your entry fees or again, yourself for the work that you've put into being able to buy that $50 cent shirt, tuck that yep. sucker in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That's oh, one I thing. Mean, like you don't necessarily have to start your jeans or anything like no. that, but at least tuck your shirt in. Yep. And I, and I talked to my girls about that too. You know, you know, I don't have the money to pay to buy a thousand dollar dress. Well, girl, I don't either. And that's okay. But what you need are outfits that just fit you that are nice, that are clean, that are starch. I mean, you, you can look the part without having the nicest things. Mm -hmm. for sure. And you can, you can outshine someone who has spent thousands of dollars. Um, I see it time and time again, especially, you know, there are certain States that are so lucky and, um, that have the best, that have the best products that have the best tack clothes, coaches, you name it, but they don't always do the best, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily about what you have. It's about who right. you are. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I love that. That's huge. And yeah, like yep. there's so many different styles. Like, yes, there's a, a certain frame to fit within, but you get to be your own person and own, as long as you can own whatever it is you're wearing yep. and it does represent the industry and you do get to stand up there, then I can see where, I mean, there's probably some really creative things that go into making it affordable. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are some of the most interesting things that you have encountered in your queen walk? Oh man. I think it's been, uh, probably interacting with other queens and, and what their states are like, or, you know, even like what their coaches have taught them. I remember going to the high school finals um, as a high school queen representing our state. And I was a little bit fish out of water. Again, I wish I would have known then what I know now, right? And I remember going to our first uh, event that day or during that week. And one of the queen girls was telling me how her coach had her put on a pair of wet well, I think at the time they were wearing jeans with a sponsor, uh, a pair of soaking wet jeans, and then they sewed them on her, so they were as tight as can be. And I'm like, oh man, I'm in a different level here. Ooh, yes. Wow. <laughs> funky stuff you hear um, is for sure always fun, and but then there's always, I think one of the other things that gets brought up in the clean world is politics, right? I mean, politics happen everywhere in every rodeo sport. How do you, how do you combat that? I mean, what do you, how do you handle that with your kids that you work with, Cammie? I mean, you want to, I mean, the people that I surround myself with, and that's something important for kids to know too, and I preach this to my kids in terms of my boys. I mean, I want you to be good friends and make good choices and have your friends do the same, you know? You try to put yourself in the same circles as people that make good choices, right? Um, but there's sometimes where that doesn't happen. And so that's one of the biggest struggles, I think, with some of my girls is combating that. You know, they, they put so much into it and they think that they're better than someone else, but the outcome isn't what they expected. Yeah. You know? So how do, you, how do you coach your kids on that? You know, and that's tough. And I'm fortunate for that for the most part with rodeo, it's 90% of it is you have to stay on for eight seconds. You have to rope your calf. The Unless, yeah, there's times that the judge maybe won't drop the flag very fast. But if you went out there and you rope that calf fast or you rope that steer fast, then you're still going to be in the top typically um, sure. if you did it right, unless the judge is just terrible. And then, then it's just a bad deal, you know, yeah. but- I think when it comes to, to those things, and that's, that's one thing, like I appreciate showing livestock, but I almost hope that someday when I have kids that they don't do it because of yeah. the politics of it. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think it, if you put the work in and that, you know, you did your very best that you could on that very day and you did better than the person that you were yesterday, then right. you've won the battle. Like you can't, what a judge says or does is out of your control, whether it's right or wrong, it's out of your control. And therefore, if it's not in your control, then God grant me the strength, you know, yep. 
Yeah, for sure. the things that are yeah. out of my control um, and to change yeah. the things that are, you know, if, if it's blatantly wrong, stand up for yourself. If you have proof, if you can say this, 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 and this, and you've got the facts or you've got the people to back you up, then I firmly believe in standing up for whatever it is that you believe in. But if it's a judged event and there are going to be politics in it, and you know that the minute you put your name on that list that says that I want to compete, I want to show, I want to do this or that you know that that's going to go into it and that that part of it is out of your control. So focus yeah. on what is in your control. And if it didn't work, try it again another time. Be yeah. aware of, take notes, you know, like I hear people all the time who say, well, we're not going to go to such and such a show. Like we had a, a family friend of ours who shows cattle yeah. and they have nice cattle. I mean, they are in the show cattle business. And <laughs> yeah. They said, we know that this judge doesn't like us. We know that they have a personal yeah. vendetta against us that's been proven in and out of the arena. It's been seen yeah. by multiple people. So yeah. we're from Iowa and we're not going to the Iowa Expo, Iowa Beef Expo, because we know this judge is doing this. I have called the board because there is no reason for the kinds of actions that have happened to happen. It has been made known. It has been made aware. And we're just not going to support that anymore because we don't need to subject ourselves to that when there's lots of other opportunities. And I also think it's important to remember that when it's your time to shine, regardless of who the judge is, God will right. not deny it for you. And yep. so if it's not your time, take the lesson, swallow your pride, take a deep breath and move on yep. to whatever's next on your checklist of things to do. Because in the grand scheme of life, it's a lesson. It's a bump in the road. It's a celebration. Yep. It's an exciting time. It's a saddening time, whatever it may be, but there's more to life than just that moment. I know I keep saying that, but I, I couldn't agree more. You know, you can only control you and how you react to situations. Um, you can't control what a judge does. All you can do is your best. And it sounds so stereotypical, right? But it's true. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out too, even as an adult, maybe when it comes to relationships um, in my life, you know, it's, I need to control myself, whatever that looks like, right? If that means I need to step away from something, if that means I need to do something else, um, it's just on me. I can't control someone else and what they do or how they react. So same thing with the yeah. world, absolutely. I mean, stuff may happen. Um, and sometimes you get blinded by, you know, the work that you put in thinking, there's nobody that's putting in more work than me. How did that happen, you know? Well, it did. That's life. That's a lesson in life. That happens every day as an adult, right? Yeah. It can be the same thing at work. Like how often, you know, and some kids can relate to this by seeing it happen to their parents or their parents talking about it. But how often do we see in these big corporations that people have been there for years and years and years and somebody else comes in and they fire half the staff, you know, that that knows everything that's put their blood, sweat and tears into it. And like that they're gone. So it's, you never know. And those things, usually when they happen, always when they happen, they happen for you, not mm -hmm. against you. It's just seeing them in that light and making that shift and saying, okay, what now? Yep. For know, sure. Making the shift like, and seeing it. Absolutely. Like, like when I was running for Mr. Ohio, I mentioned, you know, I ran twice and got first runner up both times. Holy moly, like a shot to my ego, right? Mm -hmm. But now looking back, there was a reason, and I see more of the reasons now, but um, I got married to my husband that second time soon after, 
And he helped put me on a very healthy path that I see why God did that. You know, he put him in my life to go somewhere else and do something different. That was a much healthier place for me at that time. Um, never, never in a million years would I have seen that, let alone think I was going to get married, you know, like that was bottom of the totem pole for me. So again, just keep your head up. Life sucks. Sometimes that's okay. There's a reason behind it. You might not know it now, but you will later. Yeah. Our motto at Rodeo Kids or one of the quotes that we use a lot is win or learn. I never lose but you have yeah. to be willing to see the lesson like you did, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and sometimes it'll take, you know, it can take 10 years before you yeah. really understand why something turned out the way it did. But, yeah. um, I listened to, I think it was Kevin Hart. Is that right? Yeah. The comedian, yeah. he had a yeah. TikTok the other day and it was just a clip of him saying, you know, like when I look back at like the lessons that I learned, I was like, what in the world is going on? You know, and it was tough and it was difficult and I was in a bad place and it was rough. He's like, but I kept moving forward. And then I kind of realized that I was learning those lessons and then I'd started applying them. And then fast forward again, now, like the lessons that I learned all the way in the beginning that I applied in the second step, now I'm successful because of those things. If those things hadn't happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so just continuing to move forward and constantly be willing to open your mind to learn the lesson and One thing that I really started doing for myself, and obviously you did too, um, is taking those lessons and asking myself, what, what can I do with this to support somebody else in the future? How can I take what I'm learning right now? Like I have a very similar story. I didn't tie a goat until the month, but a month before my first high school rodeo, I made it to, I got three points in all three events that I was in combined my first year of high school rodeo. My second year, I made it to the short go in the state in like two events, I think. And then the, my junior year, I made it to the high school finals and ended up fifth in the nation. My senior year, I won the state finals. I was first in the first go. I was fifth in the second go and I was leading the nation and I was the last girl to go. All I had to do was go tie a go in 7.7 seconds. That's it. And I didn't do it. And I ended up fifth in the row, fifth in the nation again. And it was like really tough and you know, it was, it was hard. Like I had the same feeling that you did when you were runner up two years in a row. It's like, what? Like I put in so much work. I wore baseball gloves when it was 13 degrees outside. And I tied that go. Did anybody else here do that? You know, I just started comparing, like I deserved this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, going through that in my mind, but had I not gone through those experiences, I couldn't support the kids that I do now. I wouldn't have had that humbling experience that like probably would have blown my head up a little bit. Yep. And so it's just, it all happens for a reason. Yeah. I mean, if you win all the time, what's the fun in that in a weird way, right? I mean, that's not exciting. You don't have those highs and lows. And I know it sounds silly, but I mean, if everything is consistent in your life, it's really not that exciting anyway, right? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're there like before we've just got a little bit left. We're down like the last 10 minutes. Um, is there, are there things specifically that you say, or you prepare kids when it's time for them to step up and go into that first competition and they're nervous and their hands are sweaty and all of a sudden they forgot everything that they've learned in the last, however long they've worked with you. How do you support them in getting through that step? 
Well, it, it's, it's really practice, practice, practice. The more times you practice, we kind of talked about it earlier, but the more times you practice at home and in front of people and in front of strangers, easier and easier it gets. You might not think of it. It might be just a teeny bit, but you do. It gets a little bit easier. Um, before, I always tell girls too, before you go into an interview or get on stage, I have them go in the corner and do jumping jacks. Put their hands up really high, stretch, 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 stretch. Like try to get their mind on something else and doing something physical like that is like goofy and silly. And, or I have them like tell me a joke, like just yeah. get your mind off it. Because at least for me, um, when, when I start stressing and I think and I think and I think and then I get in front of people, it's easy to black out, no doubt about it. So yeah. the, the preparation that you put in prior is what's going to get you through. Um, mm-hmm. But then right before you go in to do whatever that is you need to do, um, sure, you need to focus on uh, the end goal there and, and visualize how you want it to be. Um, I tell girls that a lot too. Before you walk into that interview, like in your head, again, go up to the corner where nobody's looking at you. And just sit there for a second before you do your jumping jacks and visualize yourself walking in, sitting down, them asking you questions and you having the perfect answer. Maybe not specifically in your head what that question or answer is, but you just being on it and confident. Um, you know, I think about that too in the rodeo arena too. Um, that's something that I wish I would have done more of. You know, I, I get so worked up. I mean, I physically could throw up before I tie goats. And that's probably, I needed someone like you, Cammy, to calm me down and give me some potion on goat ties. It's probably because I had so many dang goat wrecks growing up and I was nervous, like, oh, here it comes again. I'm going to flip over my horse and probably break my neck this time. But, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you think yeah. of all the bad things and, and my, I feel like my head naturally goes there, especially now that I have kids. Like I think about all the terrible things that could happen, but yeah, you put your head go there. You got to think how you got to think a perfect scenario, you know, and walk your head through that. Um, and that's what I really do coach girls before they get on stage or going in and going into a group of judges is, is to first focus on that and then, and then get goofy and then loosen up. And then walking. Yeah. 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 We do um, wiggle your fingers and toes. Yeah. Like, long, like kind of instead of jumping jacks, which I think jumping jacks are great too. But like, just because again, it's kind of silly. Like you look at yeah. someone and you're like, hey, start with, just wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. And it gets their mind it's off of it. And then it. like, it makes that energy move. And then I'm like, okay, now pretend like you've got lightning bolts and all that energy that's stuck right here. Yeah. And you're going to shoot them out of your fingers. And then we just Love shoot it. them out of our fingers. And then like the energy starts flowing again. They start to breathe. And... Your face, like it just lightens the mood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And just like, like that, right? so if you do, if you do mess up, what's going to happen? Are they going to take away your birthday? Oh my no. gosh. No, life goes on. I swear. Yeah. I, I can contest to that. Like it's all right. You know, this is the other thing too. I think that's really important. Um, whether you show cattle or pigs or rodeo queen or rope, like if something doesn't go your way, please, please take it back to your trailer. The last parents thing, too. parents too, I will freak out on a girl if I see you with a bad attitude or start crying because I'm telling you, I know what you're feeling. I want to do it too. I want to freak out. I want to start crying. I want to cause a scene. 
I want to, you know, maybe your first gut reaction is to yank on your horse. If you do that, girl, you are going to have it coming from me. Please, 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 parents and kids will, if something doesn't go your way, which is going to happen, it's going to happen and probably will happen more than you want it to. Take it back to your trailer, away from everyone by yourself. Because um, especially, I mean, you're a role model to somebody, whether you're a rodeo queen or not. There is someone that sees you and it could be a peer, but it could be a peer that really envies something that you do and maybe they'll never tell you, but it is just so important to have a good face and be a I love that. I think, you know, that someone's always watching no matter how old you are. And as kids, I think a lot of times, a lot of times the younger, younger generation forgets because they're young and they're looking up to so many people that they forget, even at five years old, your little brother, your little sister, your friend's little brother, little sister, they're watching what you do. And when you're eight and 12 and 20 and all of that, there's always somebody coming behind you that can see what you're doing. So if you're going to do something, if you need to do something, sometimes you're going to have a breakdown, you know, oh, sometimes you're going to cry. You're going to, sometimes you need to throw your sucker in the dirt and stomp yes. on it for a little while, but it's okay. do it where nobody can see. Yes. And to add on to that too, I mean, that actually, that goes with social media too. Um, when, when girls sign up, uh, with me, I have their permission to actually have them sign a document that I can be not in control, but I can have access to see their Facebook, their Snapchat, their social media. Just, I mean, I don't want to be a big brother or, you know, another mother to you by any means, but you got to be careful. You got to be careful. And especially as an adult, um, you know, hiring interns, the first thing we do is get on social media. And don't think all of us are just on Facebook. We will get, we need to get sneaky on that. And if you have something on there that's questionable, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. So please just keep that in mind. I think that's super important to remember. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, just as easy as they make fake accounts, so can the people who are looking to hire you, looking to intern you, who yeah. are watching you in the yeah. queen pageant. Like, there's no Absolutely. reason they get that list beforehand. They can go through, make a fake account. Like, I did a video about it on social media the other day yeah. because there's some young girls that, you know, that I know and care about. And I see the stuff that they're doing and and they're just following what other, they're following what they see. But it doesn't yeah. make it right just because somebody else is doing it. And right. it does impact the way that you look when you're choosing the kind of songs that you're choosing. There are yeah. so yeah. many songs out there. Choose one that's tasteful. Yeah, you know, choose absolutely. one that doesn't say that you're doing drugs. Like, oh. even if you're not, it still implies that you know how to do it. You know what it is, why right. and how. Right. And I mean, I get it. I follow, you know, I follow people too where they are in super skimpy clothes, you know, but does that mean you should probably be doing that? I mean, trends are trends and I understand that, but I just want you guys all to think, they might think too, like, oh my gosh, I'm young. No one cares what I'm posting. No one's going to see it. They will trust me. They will. And you know, the pageants, I judge um, our state bear queen contest a few times and there's over a hundred girls and I don't know their names prior, but when we're there interviewing them, they're coming in for the interviews and I'm looking at their social media accounts just to get a flavor of them because they could act one way in person and then act another way in social media. And they're going to catch that and adults will see that and just be cognizant. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Exactly. Have fun with it. It's a, it's a platform that you can have fun, but you can have fun and still be smart. Actually, and too, with that, I mean, social media is awesome to promote your yeah. brand, your personal brand. You know, how do you think influencers have gotten to where they are? You know, it's because yeah. they've done a good job promoting themselves. And, you know, whether you're a cat or a off rider or a queen, use that, use that promotion and that, you know, that marketing to help the to help the rodeo world, you know, with those positive messages and educating. You could do that and not be Miss Rodeo America or, mm -hmm. a, you know, a PRCA champion. You could do yeah. that. Anybody can do that. You bet. Like that's exactly what we're doing on Rodeo Kids and what our ambassadors and our pony pros at the Performance Pony Company do. You know, everything that they post goes out to other kids, their peers cool. to see yeah. and to learn from and to grow. And we've got one young lady who um, her mission this year is to spread mental health awareness in the rodeo wow. industry. And another girl wants to talk about bullying and other kids want to talk wow. about just the sportsmanship and some want to talk about the Christ aspect of and the religion and Christianity. And like, there's just... We all have a purpose and this is a tool yeah. for us to use. use just it. use it smart. I think just, yeah. Only think before you post like, would my mom or my grandma like this? You know? Yeah. For sure. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, do you have any last closing advice or quotes or anything that you would like oh. to share with people? My favorite quote of all time, I've had it since I was still on scholarship as a kid, is you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And I just think that's a good one to live by and just kind of keep in mind with anything you do in life. Um, you know, everyone has their bad days, um, no doubt about it. But, um, you know, be that smiling face for someone. Um, reach out to someone, um, you know, that you rodeo with or that's on your team that's maybe quiet. Um, you never know what someone's going through, right? Um, so just always remember that, be that smiling face, that positive person in their life, um, as much as you can. Yes. I love that and totally agree. That's something to live by. And you just never know, like you said, what that person's going through and just seeing somebody smile at them or say hello, or say, how are you? can show somebody that you care enough, like for the mental health stuff to keep them from committing suicide. Like it can be yep, that simple. Right. It yep. can change somebody's life just yep. by acknowledging them with positive energy. For sure. Love yeah. that. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And let's talk about where people can find you at the Queen Connection and how people can get in contact with you if they're looking for coaching and support in the Queen world or in interviewing or anything that you have to offer. I am always here to help anyone that need help. So just always remember that. But my name is Katie Steen. You can find me anywhere, but my platform is queenconnection.net. Check it out. Um, it's a new platform that started this fall. So we are in the midst of filling the site with coaches, judges, and vendors that I um, am behind 110%. I feel like that is like my motto. Anyway. Um, so uh, please, yeah, check it out. Utilize us. Um, and let us know how we can connect you to your next step in life. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we will make sure to put that in the footnotes and thank you for your time today. I actually grabbed some ideas from you for, uh, stuff that I can do as well. So I am really excited and we'll have to stay in contact as to how rodeokids.com and queenconnection.net can work together. Thank you so much. Yes. Have a great day. Thank you too.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Rodeo Kids podcast today. And we want to encourage you to check out the rodeokids.com website. If you have any questions or you want to watch some videos, learn a little more, learn about our Rodeo Kids ambassadors, listen to other podcasts, we have it all on the website. And you can also follow us on Facebook Instagram, and TikTok. And last but not least, we would love for you to share anything that you find helpful for you with your friends, with your family. Talk about it and help us grow because as we grow, we get to support you and help you grow even more by providing more opportunities and more lessons and we get to bring in more people. So check out the website, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and tell your friends about everything you've learned. Safe travels, everyone. Good luck and God bless.